drink it in now. Touchdown Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Oakry. You guys can find me on Twitter at Derek Oakry. It's spelled the best way: D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Everybody, I'm here on the Kool-Aid Cast, serving up Kool-Aid. Drink it in. Uh... Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Make it a double. Cornbread. And I got lots to talk about today. It's going to be a really fun show. Um, the players for the Lions are about to take a little bit of a break. But we don't take a break here on the Kool-Aid cast. We don't. We come to you here weekly talking Lions football. Um, I actually have some exciting news. Uh, next, actually not next week, this week, if all goes well, he has let me down in the past. A lot, actually. But I think he's going to come through this time. Chuck... The magazine is coming back for some fantasy football talk. So if all goes well this week, I think we're going to do fantasy football flavor. Talk about some of our favorite players. That'll be probably dropping this Friday, I think, as a bonus show. And we'll see where it goes from there, how often we get a chance to do it. But got to talk some fantasy football. Appreciate all the loyal Kool-Aid drinkers that are in the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast Fantasy League. The draft's been going on now. I think we're in about round 13 out of 20. Um, Slow draft, and it's been a great time. So we got all that going on. Um, what else I got off the top? We're on YouTube now, so if you haven't checked us out, go check us out on YouTube. You can obviously find the podcast on all types of platforms, whether it be iTunes, Google Play. Definitely check us out on Spotify. That helps out the show. If you can leave us a review, that really helps as well. And uh, just appreciate everybody that supports the Kool-Aid cast, makes it fun to do, interact with you guys, as well as talk some ball. So speaking of talking football, let's start and just start serving up Kool-Aid. Drink it in now. Right, right before I got recording here, the Lions signed former Michigan Wolverine wide receiver Devin Funches, a.k.a. Funchy. I mean, I love this guy in college, man. He was always making plays. Big old wide receiver, what, probably 6'5", big long arms, the ability to play football. I really like what he can do, and... Uh, he, he always seemed to make plays in the, in the NFL. Like, every time he was out there, he, he, was, he was doing nice things for multiple different teams. Yes, I understand he's been out of the league for a couple years. Yes, I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame. No, I'm not thinking he's just going to be this dynamic talent out there. But do I think he can be a fun player for the Lions? I do, and here's why. Because the Lions are bringing him in as a tight end, which I love because how many times have I had to say on this show – that we got T.J. Hawkinson, 
But we ain't got nothing else after that. Okay, they drafted James Mitchell. I hope he's a good football player, but it might take a little bit. Yeah, they got Brock Wright. He showed a couple of things. But Devin Funchy as a tight end behind Mr. Hawkinson and just as a pass catcher, I like that a lot. So um, what I'm going to do here off the top, that was the big news item. I'm going to just rumble through some rapid-fire takes and things that have been going on recently. On this show, we're actually going to... I'm going to dive into a good listener question that I got. I'm also going to play a voicemail from the Kool-Aid cast uh, hotline that we got, which I thought was a good take, strong. We'll get into that. We may have a live caller or two. Who knows what might happen during this show? I know people have been telling me, I'm calling up the line when you're doing the pod. I said, well, if I'm talking ball and you call, I might pick up. We'll see what happens. So that may happen as well. And uh, I got some shout-outs I want to do to the loyal Kool-Aid drinkers. I mean, just just a lot to do on this show. Who who says it's it's just the lull time in in the NFL schedule? No, we got we got lots to get into. So let's just keep going rapid fire on what's going on with the Lions. I mean, there was a lot of hype, a lot of buzz around the mandatory mini camp that just happened. I mean, I don't know if my buddy Chops, a.k.a. at Chops in the D on Twitter, was feeding this to coaches, to interviewers, to beat writers. But all I happened to see was that Jared Goff can throw. <laughs> they said he's throwing BBs. They said he's commanding the huddle. They said he's looking crisp. They say he is working well with Ben Johnson. They say that he's miles, light years ahead of where he was last year and that he is ready to roll at quarterback. I mean, for all you guys that follow the show and my Twitter, you know that I have sort of been ragging on Jared Goff for the wobbly ducks, the just abhorrent non-spirals that he was throwing last year, just the... The absolute quackers that were out there. But then I always tail that off with, but I hope he plays really, really well because he's the quarterback of the Lions and I want my team to do excellent here in 2022. But all this buzz about him, it sounds like everybody's excited. And I went out and just put a tweet out saying, I think that with the Lions' love, especially Brad Holmes, the general manager of this team, and uh, Mark Brunel was just throwing this guy bouquets and flowers. I feel like they love him so much. Jared Goff could be here two to four years minimum if he plays well in 2022. Now, I also ended that with a just saying because that's more of what I think might happen more than what I would do. I told Chops when he was on here last week, I believe it was, that I'm going to get myself a quarterback next year. I'm taking my two first-rounders and maybe some future assets. I'm going and getting Bryce Young. And I also put that out to um, you know, other folks online saying, I think that's the approach. Obviously, there's a lot of Lions fans and Kool-Aid drinkers that would love Jared Goff to be good and be better than good this year, but I say it's a TBD in my opinion. 
He is paid, though. He it was a first-round uh, number one overall pick. He has been to a Super Bowl. We get it. But he's got to throw better spirals. He's got to throw better deep balls. He's got to be more aggressive. And he has to be not just that grimy, tough guy that Matt Stafford was here in this town, but he's got to win those big games under the biggest lights and be that absolute dog leader that this team's needed at quarterback for a long, long time. So we'll see what happens there. Get this, Trinity Benson. Yeah, the guy that uh, Brad Holmes is quoting is saying, who the hell is Trinity Benson? And that's what we all said, too, because nobody knew who this guy was. And then he went out and traded a fifth and a seventh round pick for this guy. And then he did nothing last year. Absolutely nothing at all. So word is Trinity Benson is making plays at practice. He's looking good. He's looking incredible. I mean... I know a lot of you out there are giving it the old sound bites, uh, wow, that we play here on the show. Wow. Until you see it, all this stuff sounds great, right? Wow. Trinity Benson. Wow. Do, do it when it matters, bro. I mean, I hope, but I've pretty much given up saying that was one of the few misses by our GM, Brad. Always open for business, homes. There you go. That's that's. That I gave the nickname. Hope you guys are happy out there. Um, everybody knows it's Chops' nickname. I like to say it's Big Bad Brad. You know the guy that's making all the great draft picks, all the great. You know, it's a debate here on the show, which one's better. Well, we get into a lot of nickname debates here on the show because I think a lot of the ones I come up with are tremendous, but people want to always beef with me and say, oh, this is better, hey, this would be funny. Um, I think we do pretty good. Our, our track record's pretty decent here on the show with gimmicks and nicknames. But uh, speaking of gimmicks, speaking of, like, going back to the well, what about the old Quintez Cephas hype train? <laughs> What about this time of the year, the last couple years? Man, look at Q out there looking all beefed up. Look at Q making plays. Look at Quintez. He looks incredible. I mean, come on, man. Like, I don't mind this player. I like him as a depth wide receiver. I think he's like that Anquan Bolden type football player that we had here with the Lions. But... I can't fall for it again. I mean, can this guy stay healthy? I hope so. Is he going to ball out during the season when we have all these other weapons? Like, I don't know, DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson, uh, J-Mo, uh, my boy, DJ Swaggy Chark. Um, absolutely just swagged up everywhere. I mean, I, I hope he can contribute. But this 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 hype train with Q is just going crazy again. Um, another news and notes. I mean, John Penasini retired out of nowhere. A lot of people are surprised or kind of like, oh, he's a pretty good player. I mean, John Penasini was a great guy, first and foremost. Seemed like a great guy every time he did an interview. He was picked by the former regime. He was a big pluggy nose tackle, which in some schemes used to work. Now it seems to be a much more penetrating, get up the field type league um, attack rather than sit there and hold a block in most um, good defenses. So I don't think it's going to hurt the Lions team whatsoever, but I hope John Penasini does great in whatever he's doing. And I wouldn't be surprised if more players do this where they just come in the league two, three years, get their checks, maybe whatever that pension qualification is, and then they get out because... It's a tough league, no question, and uh, 
it's probably the smarter move both on your body uh, to do that route but you got to appreciate the dogs the nasty the guys that love football that are just going to hang in there and just be there for your franchise year after year so no hard feelings with John Penasini hope he does well but uh, definitely a draft pick that only lasted a couple years here didn't do too much and uh, that never really helps your team when that kind of stuff happens Let's let's talk about Malcolm Rodriguez. Lots of buzz around number 44, linebacker from Oklahoma State. Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez looks the part, man, from the way he's yoked up in his arms and just how he's built to these big old quads that he has, his smarts. I mean, he was quoted by Kelvin Shepard, his position coach, of saying he's one of the most intelligent linebackers he's ever been around. Um, as what a rookie that's been here a couple weeks. I even heard something recently from Shep again saying he can be the green dot player. I mean, the guy that calls all the plays at the linebacker position. I like this guy a lot, man. I, I'm, I'm hesitant to go on the crazy hype, even though I want to serve up that Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Because... Maybe he's just a special teamer to start. Maybe he's just a grimy guy that every once in a while is out there making a tackle here and there. But I think there's a nice ceiling for this kid to maybe come in. And if all goes well, if not this year, maybe late in the year, maybe next year, really has a dynamic role at that will linebacker type position, calling the defense, being a leader, being somebody this team could count on. And I really hope it happens. I really do. Um, what else we got here? Inside the Den, the uh, incredible documentary series by the Lions media and creative staff came out. I mean, it's been episode after episode. This was a 52-minute draft episode. Oh, baby. <laughs> I mean, what else needs to be said? Oh, baby. I mean, this one was so good. It needs the other soundbite. Oh, baby. <laughs> now, you guys might think I'm crazy or that this is bla this is um, hyperbole, but I literally, I got emotional watching this video, watching this doc, because I was seeing something I'm so passionate about, which is the NFL draft and the Detroit Lions, but also watching Brad Holmes work, watching Dan Campbell be Dan Campbell, which is just the greatest guy ever, along with a football savant sit there and the way they put things together, the way they got the players they love, the way that Dan Campbell said, we got some dudes right there. Those are some real dudes. Like I really think it was a turning point for this franchise. When you're talking about Hutch, you're talking about the aggressive move to go up and get the best offensive game changer in the draft. Jameis Williams. Like, I just think that it was so fun to watch, and it was like, I was just, I, I watched the first minute or so, and I had to, I was like laying down, I had to stand up, it was like sometimes I do in the fourth quarter of a tight line, I had to get up off my feet, like I was so into this, like, look at these guys, look at what's going on, look at the players were obtained, look at the excitement by this front office, like, it was something to be seen, I mean, it felt like we were really seeing those leaps forward, and I was really proud of RGM, our head coach, our ownership, Sheila Hamp, looked like she was being a good tuned-in owner who knew what was going on but also was not meddling, um, was exciting, is a decent 
quality human being that lets the football people do what they need to do, signs checks, but also it has a clue. And I like that. So I thought it was really a great watch from top to bottom. If you guys want to check it out, I did write a USA Today Lions Wire article about it where it started off oh, I'll put a few quotes you know I'll kind of summarize what happened next thing you know I was 1300 words in um, giving my thoughts on it so hopefully you guys go check that out support what I'm doing as well as the great um, writers and definitely Jeff Risden over at Lions Wire he's really been helping me out with a lot of things behind the scenes as well as being supportive of some of the work I've been doing so I appreciate that a ton definitely go check that out and I mean just to end this first little news and notes rapid fire, like I just can't wait for training camp. I know you guys feel that as well. Hard knocks is like a month and a half away, basically, or whatever from um, late August, late July, early August. HBO Hard Knocks will be at Allen Park headquarters with the Detroit Lions. We'll get to see not only what's going on on the field. But off the field, media rooms, what players are developing, who these guys are. Like, it's going to be a look like we've never had. I mean, we've never had that type of, um, you know, insight, regardless of how good Inside the Den has been, which has been tremendous every single episode. So we're just going to get more and more content, which is going to be great. I can't believe I'm even saying this, but I'm looking forward to the preseason. I want to see Derek Barnes. I want to see iffy some more i want to see mr okuda which uh, again we know millions and millions of people listen to the pod here i mean we know that this thing is the biggest thing going but i'm serious i literally heard kelvin shepherd i believe it was or no it was aubrey pleasant one of the greatest guys ever aubrey pleasant called him mr okuda like now the lion's Coaches are stealing gimmicks that we've created here on the show, as as well as many of the people do. And the people consist of the millions. So I can't wait to see those guys. Big Denim, Levi Onzarike. I'm talking about Plump, Aleem, McNeil. Yeah, A.K.A. Buttercup, A.K.A. Twinkle Toes. I can't wait to see those guys out there doing their thing. There's going to be so many young cats that are going to be fun to watch for the Lions that I'm actually even looking towards preseason NFL football. And then the 2022 NFL season when the games really count. Lions. Eagles kicking it off. I cannot wait. Drink that in, everybody. Drink it in, man. I cannot wait. So, everybody, let me get to let me get to this listener. I, I'm going to the voicemail right now. L- they left it at the Detroit Kool Aid Cast listener line. That's nine eight nine two seven two three four eight four. And this is my boy Cornbread Jerry, who I think tried to call up live a few weeks ago, and then when I picked him up. I didn't hear anything, so he either chickened out or he couldn't hear me or something happened. I don't know. But he called back in. He left a voicemail that I thought was quality. This is Cornbread Jerry. He has a take. It doesn't suck. He comes pretty strong. I like the topic, and I'm going to talk about it once he's done. Here it is, Cornbread Jerry calling into the Kool-Aid hotline. Oh, great, your boy. Cornbread Jerry from Charlotte, North Carolina. 
Listen, man, David Koju gets this $14 million contract, and all I can think of is T.J. Hawkinson's agent asking for $15, $16, $17, $18 million a year. We got the Sun God. We got J-Mo. We got Swifty. We got Swaggy. And we've got D.J. Chark on a one-year deal. Now, the way I see it, D.J. versus T.J. Best season, gets the contract. The other guy hits the bricks. And I have a feeling it's going to be Hawkinson or T.J. No Yakinson. The guy's going to take his 10-yard seam route, fall down to the ground, sell somewhere else, and uh, let's see what D.J. Chark can do. I got a feeling the guy's going to put it on, and uh, that's going to be the uh, the replacement in a roundabout way, even though he's a wide receiver uh, over T.J. Hawkinson. That's what I got. Great show, my man. I'm out. Woo! <laughs> oh, there it is. Cornbread Jerry calling in. Now, um, you know, that, that that's how he sees it, no question. Um, I, I respect that Cornbread gave himself – I think he gave himself the nickname. Maybe I did. It doesn't matter. It's still great. Um, and, and DJ versus TJ. I mean, it seemed like Cornbread Jerry was a little bit down on Mr. TJ. Wait for it. Wait for it. Hawkinson. Cornbread Jerry, you got to get that pause in there, and you got to come a little bit stronger with the Hawkinson, but you tried. Um, it, my, my boy DJ Chark, he seems to love DJ Chark, which I do as well. No one's really giving him a ton of credit. Everybody's acting like, oh, it'd be a little nice piece, nice dish, and whatever. Like, Cornbread Jerry is saying that he's going to play so well that the Lions are just going to say, eh, we'd rather like pay him on a two, three-year deal than keep Mr. Hawkinson around. I don't know about that as much as I like DJ Chark. I've been on this show saying I would sign um, Hawkinson for, you know, right around that amount because the amounts are only going up. The salary cap's only going up. I like what this guy can do, run, block, catch. I'd like to see some more explosive plays and touchdowns, but I like what he does when healthy. Just needs to stay out there a little bit more. So as good as I think DJ Chark can be, which if he has a nice year, why not bring him back, too, on a nice little deal? If it's got to be one or the other, I'm probably leaning Hawkinson, but Cornbread Jerry knows and everybody else knows that I love DJ Chark, so I would really love to see some game-stretching, field-stretching-type plays from Chark this year. Of course, we'd also like to see those seam-ripping plays from Hawkinson. They seem like they're going to open him up a little bit more as well. So it could be a really nice year for both players. But uh, I liked the take from Cornbread Jerry. I like that he came in, used a couple of the gimmicks, threw his nickname out, where he's from. He uh, you know, finished his take in a timely manner, and then he got out and he threw a woo at the end, which cornbread like i mean we've we've got some of these here on the show i mean you're trying to imitate chops but i don't think you hit it right <laughs> i mean chops does the but i mean your woo was a little bit weak i mean it's kind of like when chops tried to do this in his hashtag back to back hashtag choppy liking <laughs> i mean did you hear those a little bit more of the uh, rick flair Woo! You know, you just got to bring it a little bit stronger or get that big gravelly voice uh, take like I like to do here on the show just for laughs. But uh, like I like how you ended it. I like how you came in the beginning. The topic's interesting. I hope both players play well. If I got to pick one, I think Hawkinson still is a dynamic talent at tight end. Chark, I like his speed. I like his youth, all that type of stuff. But 
we'll see how he does this year before I'm just uh, kicking 88 off the team for uh, for DJ. So DJ versus TJ, who you guys got? Hit me up on Twitter, at Derek Oakry. All right, everybody, I'm going to get out here, get our great sponsors in. I'm going to come back. I got a listener question I want to get into. I got some takes on the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast League. I want to give some shout-outs. I'll kind of combo those. Who knows? I might get a caller if they end up calling up while I'm live, as well as other Lions content. So everybody... Drinking our sponsors. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league. But it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online. Call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. What's going on, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers? Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. That really helps out the show. I can't thank you enough for doing that. Um, definitely go check out the guys at what do we got here we got uh, reality sports online i always give them shout outs try to help out what they're doing over there one of the best if not the best fantasy pa- uh, football platform out there we got my guys over at pff all 22 if you want to play fantasy football where you draft offensive linemen defense offense every position and it's graded off PFF-type grades rather than the same old boring scoring systems in your Yahoo Office League that you do. you got to go check them out. Anchor Podcast, Spotify, all those great uh, sponsors that help the show keep going. We appreciate all of them, no question. And let me get into this listener question real quick. This came from In Homes We Trust, and that's at Trevor Tyler 71 I thought this was interesting. He said, if the D and Jared Goff, best friend of Chops, are middle of the pack, will the Lions win a playoff game? Now, everybody's really excited about this team. Every time I do the schedule reviews, I'm going to be full of kool-aid and cornbread so i'm gonna give you guys probably 10 11 maybe even 12 wins sometimes i'm gonna give you that ending where i talk about us beating green bay on the frozen tundra to win the division and then win in the playoffs and who knows you know i'm gonna give you that which is fun and i want it to happen so badly and like I say, the excitement around this team, I feel like a lot of people are thinking the Lions are going to be much better. I mean, they won three football games last year. Three games! And had a tie in there. I mean, that's not good. Not good at all. They didn't look good in a lot of games. They hung in in a lot of games. 
but they took L's in a lot of games. So as much hype is going on, as much excitement, like Jared Goff in the D playing middle of the pack and them winning a playoff game, I don't think so. I think Jared Goff is going to have to be above average, if not great, for them to get to that type of level. Now, do I think they can be in the mix for the division and maybe even like get to the playoffs with them either middle or a little bit above middle? Yeah, I do. I think that could happen. It would be huge because you'd be talking about going from three wins. I mean, you got to win the division. That's eight, nine, 10, 11 to get that done. So that's going to be a Herculean feat to chalk up that amount of victories over what you did last year. But I think it can happen. I also think that Winning in the playoffs is another animal as well. You got to only get there. When you get there, it's the best of the best. So the defense would really have to be clicking on all cylinders. Mr. Goff would have to be slinging that thing short, long, um, accurate, dynamic, you know, leading this team as well as having all the other weapons firing on all cylinders. So I don't know that I'm willing to go there yet. Um, here with uh, Trevor's question. Or Tyler's question, Trevor Tyler. It could be either Tyler, Trevor. I, um, definitely a fun supporter. I think he's in a couple of our uh, uh, fantasy leagues or just always a guy I always see out there on Twitter. In homes we trust. Go check him out. Go give him a follow. So I appreciate that question. Like I say, I'd love more Kool-Aid drinkers to just fire me a million questions and I'll pick the best ones right now. Guys have been trickling them in, and sometimes I just pick out one or two that I do here on the show. So appreciate that. Good question. I think they would fall short, but, man, it would be so fun, wouldn't it, if the Lions either won the division, got to the playoffs, and then shocked the world here in 2022. Where I think you'll see that jump is either in 2023 or, I hate to say it, but even 2024 is when I think we might be firing big time on all cylinders to be a team that the NFL is talking about. They're like, man, you better watch out for these lines. You know, that's coming. That is coming here shortly. I can feel it. Um, let's see what else we got here. So the Detroit Kool-Aid cast fantasy. Let, I know you, some of you guys out there don't like fantasy. Others of you do. It's just a short segment here on the show. But like I said, we're in rounds 13 of 20. It's a 20 team league, 20 players per team. I'll give you the Oakry team. Aptly named fantasy football flavor, Chuck Dog. You better show up this week. Don't tell me last second you got house renovations to do or you got caught up at work or this, that, and the other. We got to talk some fantasy football. I know you've been to Barnes & Noble. I know you have that magazine that you still buy for some reason when all that content is free on the Internet. You know it. I know it. But I hope you come with it because my team right now, I started out with Christian McCaffrey. Then I took a risky pick, which was Antonio Gibson coming back. He could be boomer bust. Then I took another real risk, but I love this player. Always have Clyde Edwards Hilaire at running back. I can play all three of those guys in this league. Then I started dipping into wideouts. Um, and I had to get my quarterback. So not in the order that I took them, but I have uh, Jalen Hurts, who's a guy I don't have in any other leagues, but he was the guy that seemed best available in this league. My wide receivers right now, I got a young core. Jerry Judy, who I love. Hope he blows up this year. My guy. This is my guy. Elijah Moore for the Jets. Love his game. Wanted the Lions to take him. Then I got Kadarius Tony. I'm expecting big things from him. Lots of speed. Then I took a guy who's suspended for six games, but I think he's going to play really well. DeAndre Hopkins. Then I got Sky Moore, the rookie with the Chiefs. Came back and double dipped on tight ends. I got... 
um, Irv Smith. That's S-M-I-F-F-F-F-F-F. I don't like to pick Vikings either, but I think he's going to be a good football player. Came back and got Logan Thomas, who I never draft either. But in this type of deep league, you got to do what you got to do. He's my backup. And then I took Rashad White, kind of a dynamic, don't know if I like him or not type running back for Tampa Bay. Will he play? Will he not? At Chops and the D loves him. So I took a flyer. And then Joshua Palmer, the up-and-coming wide receiver for the Chargers, I ended up taking as well. So we'll see how that works out. It's a really fun, competitive league. I just wanted to shout out a few people. Uh, Kyle Dahmer, he's been hitting me up after every draft pick. He's got, like, the all-rookie team. Kyle Dahmer thought it was going to be good to take every rookie under the sun just because it was a little bit deeper league. And I told him, bro... You're not going to like that when the season actually starts. It looks good on paper because these guys have never played, but you can't have six rookies starting on your fantasy team. I don't care how deep the league is. So he thinks it's going to work out. I don't think so. (laughs) We'll see what happens. We got Lexi. You guys know her from Twitter. She's got the great... image there the uh the lexi logo that she put up here recently she's doing podcasting now she always has interesting takes good opinions um strong opinions uh she jumped in the league late and i gotta say lexi i don't know if you're listening or not but you've been all over the map here in this draft first off you're all into it then you made some picks. Then you wanted me to undo some picks for you, help you out. Then you went on auto pick for a while. Then you start taking homer picks with all types of Michigan football players. Uh, you know, it's it's a scatter shot from Lexi there. But I hope she hangs in there. Hope she plays the league, and we'll see how it turns out for her. Then we got my guy Bench Warmers. This guy, Ryan, he's in a, I think he's in two or three, four of my leagues now, whatever it is. This is a good quality dude, man. He shows up. He knows his stuff. He makes his picks in a timely manner. Bench Warmers is a great guy to have in your fantasy league. I appreciate him a lot. We got Florida bound, or wait, Florida Sparties. He's also Florida bound Spartans in my big league I've been doing for years with my buddies. My buddy, my boy, Luke. Luke, this guy is working a huge sporting events overseas in a whole different time zone when we're up he's asleep when he's asleep we're up like it, and he still this guy competes at the highest level i mean he wants to win every league he's in he usually does very well we both usually do very well and we both want to do better than the other guy so luke appreciate you hanging in there and doing the league bro uh, and, and like I said, hopefully we'll get more and more as this thing gets going. Uh, 20 teams, 20 players. It's no joke taking, you know, multiple weeks for our draft, which is fun in this lower time of this uh, NFL calendar. It's awesome. I want to thank everybody that's joined as well as it's going to continue to grow year after year, I believe. But uh, really fun so far. We'll see how I fare. If I win, I'll be sure to probably do a whole pod about it. If my team is horrible and I get a bunch of injuries, this will probably maybe be the last time I'll talk about it um so um appreciate everybody there and uh and let's do this while i'm on this let, let me give some shout outs to some loyal kool-aid drinkers out there and these are the people that i mean they support they donate to the show monthly weekly whatever it is help me with equipment and keeping the show rolling and just enjoy getting the pod on a consistent basis Kyle Dahmer, I made fun of your all-rookie team in fantasy, but man, 
Appreciate you supporting the show and being such a good dude. We got my guy Paul Jackson down there in Tampa, Florida. He was one of the first Kool-Aid drinkers. We ended up hitting up a uh, Packer game. Got to meet up with Paul. Great dude. That was really fun. Lambo. We should have had that game. Monday Night Football. You guys know what it was. Um, he also told me to get on YouTube, which again, if you guys can do me a big favor... I'm still not up. I don't have the best setup yet for doing like video, video YouTubes, but we're putting the pod up with some basic graphics now. It'll get better and better with time. If you guys get me to that 100 plus subscriber mark uh, here in the next little bit, I will definitely try to get you some quick Lions bonus shows, or I'll try to do more fantasy content, or I will try to do things once the season gets going. Like, who knows? But I would love to grow the YouTube. It's just... I don't know how I want to do it yet, whether it's live on camera or it's just content with some graphics over the top, but would love it if you guys would go check that out. So, Paul, appreciate you pushing me there, man. Uh, life's crazy busy, but when you said that a couple times, I finally got on it and got that out, and the support so far has been pretty cool. You guys have definitely been checking it out on YouTube and hit that subscribe button, so I appreciate that. This guy, this is like oil and water sometimes with me guy, with this guy, and that's Brian Ives. Half the time, me and Brian get along great, and we're on the same page. The other half, he's throwing out throw-up emojis on some of my tweets, or he's saying I don't know what I'm talking about, or he's getting after me about something. But Brian, man, I appreciate your support of the show. You've uh, donated in the past. You've also... Um, you know, just been fun to text and tweet with about sports and you got hype about the draft, which I appreciate. You also finally gave me credit because all along I was saying, we got to get Hutch. And you were like, oh, I like Kevin Thibodeau. Kevin Thibodeau And then you were all over the map with other players and I said, it's Hutch. And they ended up getting him, which was tremendous. And then we all love the JMO pick. So, um, Brian, appreciate you, bro. Bo DeFrisco, I mean, a little bit all over the map too. Bo all tapped into the show sometimes I, I can't get a hold of this guy though when I need something from him but uh, appreciate you Bo that's B-E-A-U and uh, he thinks Bo knows but that's debatable at this point uh, Lexi I gave her a shout out definitely go check out her Twitter as I said earlier my boy Cornbread Jerry I mean he got on the show that's about as much of a shout out as I can give him at this point but I know he really enjoys listening is having fun so I appreciate that uh, my guy at Larry, hashtag Lion for Life, hashtag One Pride. Larry's no joke either. He's in the Kool-Aid Cast League doing his thing, one of the top teams, I'd say, at this point. And uh, just a great, loyal Kool-Aid drinker. Get, get this one, everybody. Caleb in Green Bay. Now, you might be saying, what? Green Bay? How does he make the list? Well, Caleb in Green Bay is the only thing good in Green Bay. No, that's not true. It was fun when we went there. The stadium was cool. The food was good. It's just that smug, pompous quarterback that, that, that I can't stand along with the rest of their football teams. You guys know who he is. I got a drop for that smug quarterback. I think he wears number 12. You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, giant twerp, scumbag. Yeah, that guy. Um, But Caleb in Green Bay, get this. He's my pick to win the 2022 Jim Rome Smack Off. <laughs> and that happens Friday, June 24th. Rome always says take the day off every year. 
I take the day off, and part of what I do is from 12 to 3, I listen to the Jim Rome Smackoff, where it's callers making fun of other callers, coming up with crazy gimmicks, making me laugh, having sports takes. It is the best day in the year for sports talk radio, and I love it. I have for years. It's incredible. Caleb in Green Bay is my pick this year. He's smart. He's clever. He has good calls, and he's clunked up a couple times, but Caleb... I think you could take it this year, bro. You better have a good gimmick. You better have a good phone line, good phone quality. And you better do this thing, all right? I put you on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast shout-outs just for that. Skip Shelton, always representing that Detroit Kool-Aid down in the ATL. Um, Skip, I really meant to get you a Caruso for this show. But I'm looking at my soundboard and I don't think that I have the drop. And even if I do have the drop, I don't necessarily have a Caruso ready. So I will do that for you in the next month or two. You'll have to keep listening to every show because at some point I'm going to drop a tremendous Caruso for you. You guys know what that is, where I say a gimmick phrase, I end it with something funny, and then I hit the music. If you don't, look for it here in the next couple weeks. Skip, I really appreciate you, man. You're a great listener and uh, person of the show. And again, these are just a cup. These are just a few of the people out there. This is just some people. I jotted down quickly that I want to get out here. At Real Deal Sports Talk. My boy KP. He keeps saying, Okri, you got to come on my pod. I got to come on your pod. I was like, KP, I'm crazy busy. It's hard for me to even get my pod done. But we should do a pod. We should talk ball. He thinks he can talk better fantasy football than me. KP, call into the Kool-Aid cast line. Dial me up. And if you got to take... Um, we'll see what you got. I mean, some of these people like Arthur out there always saying, hey, you should have me on the show. Arthur, I haven't heard any good takes from you on the Kool-Aid cast line. I see some of your Twitter takes. They're not very great. They ain't that great. Hold on. Hold on. I got it here somewhere. There you go. Arthur, if you want to be on the show, bro, you got to come strong. You got to bring something big that makes me like, man, I do got to have this guy on. Same with you, KP, Real Deal Sports Talk, but I do appreciate you a lot. We, we have some good talks on the old Twitter machine, on the DMs. And then there's this guy, Steve and Callie. I mean, he's calling the line. He's texting. He says he's going to call in live. Steve, I haven't heard from you, bro, but you say you're going to bring it. And if you dare dial up the line live, I better hear you bring it for real, for real. So that's kind of where I'm at right now with my shout outs to end it with some Lions talk. I feel like the Lions are coming together really nice when it comes to the roster construction, salary cap, head coach, assistant coaches. I think we have some of the best assistant coaches in the game of football right now. And I'm talking about... Aubrey Pleasant, first and foremost. I'm talking about Shep. I'm talking about Brunel. I'm talking about Deuce. <laughs> I'm talking about these dogs out there. Randall L. You guys saw how hype Randall L was when they took JMO? Like, these are some fun, charismatic guys that love football. And I think that's really going to translate for this team. So, I mean... I don't know how much more Kool-Aid I can serve up. Drink it in, man. But I'm telling you, 
The cornbread is going to be hot. Cornbread! It's going to be piping. Cornbread! And there are going to be multiple loaves of cornbread coming out the oven once we get to training camp. Cornbread! So, everybody, I mean, I want you to get hype about this team because of the players they have, the coaches they have, the mentality they have, the mojo they have, the moxie they're showing. But they still got to go do it on game day. I can basically say this year they got to do it Sundays at 1 (laughs) o'clock every week because I just can't wait to see it. I think they're going to be really fun to watch. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. So everybody get hyped. Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. And I'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Drink it in, man.